Hello friends, this is the Daily Edify with Jeff Lane, a place to get spiritually grounded and into alignment with the flow of love each weekday morning. In each episode, we'll focus on a spiritual practice, a poem, a book, a sacred text, something that can empower us to be more fully alive to the gift that is the day before us. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is about forgiveness because, well, forgiveness is always relevant, right? If we're human, we're wrestling with forgiveness, forgiving ourselves, forgiving other people, receiving, giving forgiveness to God or our higher power. And and the language of forgiveness is not just confined, of course, to Christianity or other religions. In recent years, many other disciplines from psychology to medical science, many more, are employing the language of forgiveness with with good results, in fact, as they explore what this profoundly human need to to make amends looks like from the lens of different frameworks. So what is forgiveness? What does it mean when we say, please forgive me or I forgive you? To me, forgiveness means giving up the resentment we feel toward an offender, someone who's harmed us, or it means making a conscious choice to to release the person who's harmed us from the sentence of our judgment, however justified our judgment might be. It means offering pardon and peace when condemnation and, and rejection seem more appropriate in light of what's happened. Forgiveness, however, does does not mean forgetting, excusing, or belittling what happened, the offense, the harm. It, it doesn't mean sidestepping valid emotions like anger or sadness. Forgiveness is not instantaneous or even a manageable process. Often it's arduous and sometimes it's lifelong, one that we can seldom control. Uh, kind of like grief in that way. You know, we don't sort of get over grief. We bit by bit, move through it. We don't have closure. We did that on another podcast months ago, but rather we we find a way to carry something differently. I think it's similar to forgiveness. Um, from, from the petty to the grave offenses, forgiveness is, is difficult work. It's costly, it's complex, and, and sometimes we're incapable of forgiving, uh, especially in the moment or in a particular season. And sometimes it can only come from outside of us, from from God, from deep wells of grace we didn't realize were possible. And and it may take a very long time, right? I, I struggle with unforgiveness of, of myself, of other people, just as you perhaps do. But then I remember something Anne Lamott wrote, and I wonder about my hesitation sometimes. She, she wrote, not forgiving is like drinking rat poison, then waiting for the rat to die. <laughs> Yikes, how vivid and how true that is. I think, I think when I'm forgiving someone else that I'm freeing the other person, that I'm giving up some power I have over them. But in fact, when I forgive, the person I'm actually freeing is me. I'm, I'm no longer giving away precious rent-free space in my head and heart, uh, periodically rehashing what happened, what was said, what was left unsaid. And I'm no longer letting the, the tyranny of bitterness uh, silently stay in power, even at a subconscious level. Sometimes we don't even realize the unforgiveness we're carrying. 
or you know, I'm no longer holding out to be to be understood, to be vindicated. I'm just trying to let go and forgive someone or some group or some set of people, which in turn ends up setting me free. Now, if you're like me, you're you're very much still working on it. You're you're committed to forgiving everyone of everything in theory, but in practice, you're still trying to get there. More of a cycle, more of uh, something for which you can measure progress rather than a kind of one-time, one-and-done decision. Check that box. As Jesus says in one of his parables, uh, we're called to forgive not just seven times, but but 77 times, which is not something we're meant to tally up. And once we reach 77, okay, now we're done, but rather <clears throat> seven being the number of completion, uh, this, this sense that Forgiveness is something we never exhaust for ourselves, for others. Um, there's a <clears throat> tremendously helpful book out there. I think it came out seven or eight years ago now by Archbishop Desmond Tutu and his daughter Mofo Tutu, also an Anglican priest. Uh, the book's called The Book of Forgiving, The Fourfold Path of Healing Ourselves and Our World. Uh, Desmond Tutu, uh, we did a podcast on him couple months back. But he was, of course, instrumental in overthrowing the apartheid regime in South Africa in the 80s, and then was a pivotal figure in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission set up to deal with the trauma, the forgiveness uh, afterward that would let a country find some semblance of healing and move forward, not just devolve into, uh, you know, a heinous civil war, which was, which was the fear. The, the book by the Tutus is outstanding, and I, I encourage you to pick up a copy. I'll drop a link in the in the notes to this episode, but it, it offers this fourfold path to forgiveness. Uh, and not, not as a tried and true formula, because uh, there isn't one of those, but, but as a way to go about it. Uh, my hunch is that it applies to all of us, you and me included, because no matter what's happening in our lives or in the world, if we have a pulse, we're wrestling with forgiveness, uh, forgiving ourselves, forgiving others, you name it, we, we all face it every day. So here's the fourfold path that the tutus offer. Um, the first, the first point is telling the story. Uh, so crucial that this is what happened, and listening to someone else, let's say, as they tell their story with non-judgmental curiosity, um, actually naming this is what happened, this is how it felt, this was the consequence. Number two, uh, naming the hurt. This is how what happened, the story, this is how it hurt me, this is how it hurt you, this is how it hurt my family, my community, so on and so forth. Number three, uh, granting forgiveness. Something we can do whether a person receives it or not, uh, whether they know they hurt us or not, whether they're alive or not. Um, As Jesus says in uh, a a parable, it's, it's about forgiving our brother or sister from our heart not just in a sort of theoretical one-off way, but in, in a deep place that brings healing and freedom to us uh, as much as potentially to another person. The fourth step then is, is renewing or releasing the relationship. And I like this balance here. Sometimes a relationship can be renewed, uh, right? If, if, if any friendship, if any uh, long-term romantic relationship uh, is, is to last, there will have to be forgiveness <laughs> constantly, right? Because we, we hurt one another, we confuse one another, we say things we don't mean in moments of passion or whatever. Um, even if trust is broken, a relationship 
often can be renewed, but it takes two, right, to have reconciliation. If one person's uninterested or denies that anything happened uh, that was harmful, there's no reconciliation, right? So then when that takes place, sometimes the most faithful thing to do is to release the relationship rather than trying to keep appeasing or or viewing the the reconciliation as merely your responsibility, sometimes the faithful step is to release, release the relationship. Um, Again, I know this this fourfold path might simplify things. There are certainly a lot of aspects to each of the steps, but I I find this this simple fourfold path the tutus have articulated to be profoundly helpful. Because as I, as I mentioned, consider any close relationship, uh, you will have to forgive them again and again if you are to remain in relationship. There's, there's simply no other way. Uh, there's no future without forgiveness, as Desmond Tutu said somewhere else. I officiated a wedding a, a few weeks ago, and this is one of the points I stressed in my homily, that uh, the couple would need to commit to relentlessly forgive each other. Because without it, the relationship won't have life and, frankly, won't last. Our, spart, our, our spouse or partner can, can bless us and can hurt us, right? Like no one else can. No, just the thing to say to bless, just the th- thing to say to hurt. Um, so, so I wonder, friends, I'm getting long-winded here. Uh, as you think about your own life, I wonder if there is a relationship, a scenario in which you are struggling with forgiveness right now. Uh, perhaps it's a decades-old scar from your childhood or your first marriage, or perhaps it's as fresh as a blow-up, you know, this morning. Um, perhaps it was with a family member, a co-worker, neighbor, whoever it was. I pray you will offer it up in, in this moment, um, whether it's so complicated and beyond your capacity to get to a place of forgiveness or whether it's easy to do uh, just in the moment. I pray you will remember first God's lavish forgiveness of you. I pray you'll ask for help and forgiving yourself no matter what you've done. For remember, there is nothing that cannot be forgiven. There's no one undeserving of forgiveness, including you. In the same spirit, I I pray you will ask for help in forgiving someone else, someone who has harmed you, even if your heart only shifts one degree or maybe two. That's that's movement, because as it turns out, when you forgive, the one you end up setting free is, is you. Is you. So maybe so, friends, as you wrestle with forgiveness, as I seek to do the same. Deep peace be with you. If today's podcast has blessed you, provided a tinge of clarity or some nourishment for your spiritual journey, please share it with a friend so that we can create a more inclusive community. Or do you have any feedback for me, any show ideas, something that was particularly helpful or something that could have been better, please send me an email at thedailyedify at gmail.com. That's in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please consider rating and reviewing The Daily Edify wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, you are loved and never alone.